Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting businesses from all industries. Today, I'm delighted to say we have Fiona here with us. Hello, Fiona. Hello, John Finola here. Yeah, Fabulous. Thank you for taking the time out to do this. I really appreciate it. No, it's um, it's my pleasure. It's it's good to take um, a t- some time out to talk about myself. That's the joke, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I never normally talk about myself. I always yes. um, pushing the customer to talk about themselves. Yes. So definitely. Question. So tell us about what you do. That will make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, I shortly after I arrived in England in, um, in 2015, I came here in 2014, and in 2015. I started um, my business, which is Sloan PR. I'm a public relations consultant. And I came here from Spain, where I did something completely different. I had a golf um, business. Um, so so uh, what I'm doing now um, in public relations came about when I was asked to create case studies um, with, with PR hooks for an IT services company in the city. And um, the CEO wanted to make the company's offering stand out from the crowd and give it a competitive edge. So I did about 50 of those, and that led to my being asked to do digital strategies for clients of old. Um, So a lot of my work is word of mouth referrals. And um, these strategies focused on matching uh, my clients' ex- expertise and technologies uh, with their own clients' requirements. Um, yeah, and then uh, the following year, I started doing social media, um, ha- handling of social so media platforms for clients and um, blogs and articles and video and, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of online work, and it's all about uh, establishing thought leadership expertise specialties of brands. Well, it sounds like you've naturally grown into that position. Yes, absolutely. I remember walking um, to the bank uh, to bank station in the city and pinching myself, you know, at the realization that I was, you know, not on a golf course anymore in the south of Spain. I was walking through the financial district um, with a couple of laptops and um, doing digital marketing. So, yes, it was very different. And um, but I, I have been doing communications and public relation work for over 20 years. So it wasn't completely new. It was something that I had uh, I had done successfully um, in other countries before before going to Spain and before coming to England. You make it sound like it all naturally evolved. Were there, were there any challenges along the way? Uh, I would say that the challenges were um, discipline. Yeah, being like now, I'm I'm much more organized I hope I mean sometimes there is you know some chaos there as you will know John from our previous conversation but I'm not quite precious about my time and um, the other thing with working I I, I work as a freelance and um, I have suffered from imposter syndrome you know that self-doubt 
And yes. um, so getting control of that has been a confidence boost and learning to take back control of my own personal time. So now I schedule in yoga and Pilates like a work appointment. And so I have that balance. And um, yeah, so, th so those were a couple of challenges that I found. I think a few people, especially freelancers, can resonate with what you just said there. Yeah. Oh, gosh, absolutely. I mean, I think also this year it's we found it very hard to leave our laptops tops to stop to stop working. Yes. Um, if, if you do work online, um, it, I, I think we're working harder than ever if we're you know blessed to have that work and good customers. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so it, from your point of view, so you, you're helping businesses get um, get their name out there and get the word out there. What are some of the things that could be a, a good, easy win for sort of business owners to engage with? How do you mean a good, easy win? So, you mean how I... yeah. So, how, how would you? Where would you start to sort of get your name out there and get more oh, okay. exposure? Oh, for, for me personally or any, um, well, uh, as I said, I, my, my, I'm, I'm very lucky in that I have um, a, a very loyal client base. So I haven't had to advertise or look for work. Um, I, my clients of old have um, heard what I was up to when I moved to England and contacted me and asked me to do what I do. Um, but I suppose... Um, from a business point of view, what I would say is to be successful in the public relations field is to know your audience, know who your ideal customer is. So um, with a client, I will look at who their ideal customers are. And I think without having that information, it's very hard to get the right message to, to, to um, promote your brand. You have to know who you're targeting. Um, always ensure that there's mutual understanding and respect from the get-go, which is something I learned when I was studying public relations. So you don't, if you don't have that from the get-go with with a client, you're really not going to go anywhere with um, effective stra communication strategies. Um, also, I would say to work hard, um, be customer focused. It's all about the customer now. Um, be results orientated and have personal satisfaction in your work and I think you can only have that by uh, keeping abreast of trends all the time learning more all the time um, being being where your customers are where the relevant people are and um, because this is how you promote a brand successfully yes and what's nice about that is it's not um, technical jargon there you're talking about the basics and people Oh, yes, absolutely. It has to be about people. Um, visual storytelling is really where it's at right now, um, especially this at, at the end of 2020. Um, it's so important. People are inundated with, uh, with emails and all sorts of information coming to their inboxes. So we want a more calm environment and stories to, to tell, uh, sorry, visuals to tell the story of what it is, of our messages, what, what they're about. And people respond to people. So put your, put your key people into those visuals, um, visual stories and, and, and absolutely uh, train them in media if, if they haven't had media training to, 
talk about the company and its brand and you'll never have a better ambassador than an employee and an employee's advocacy of your brand is is just uh, you know so powerful oh yes definitely uh, so the, the visual storytelling uh, i think a lot of us kind of heard that banded around uh, in practicality what what what's, what's what does that mean um, well, it's visually communicating your message to your target audience, simplifying it. So, so keeping the message simple, no confusion, um, putting the, the keywords and terms and to, on, on that visual story, whether it's video or um, an image. Um, and it should res- ideally, it should res- resonate with your target audience, with your key customer, your prospect. So, so if you so it's best best sorry John just no, that's okay. but those old stock photographs that we see time and time again on different platforms I mean they just are a very bad idea it's really important to invest in um in your people take photographs of, of you know if you don't have a big budget we all have a camera in our pockets these days start taking and you can do YouTube tutorials to show you how to to become professional at taking at taking a photo um, or a video, and um, so, so so that's an example of visual storytelling. And people love it. People respond to people. And I um, look at social media engagement from customers um, engaging with a client's uh, LinkedIn profile, for example. So the, the messages on LinkedIn. And when a, an employee comments or writes a post, those always have the highest engagement. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds um, very straightforward then. It's, it's about utilising real people, uh, hopefully your people. Yeah. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you have to be authentic because yes. people will do the research and if you'd be caught out very quickly and then, you know, in a split second, that's your your reputation in the toilet, <laughs> you know, because you're telling a lie. You, can, yes. you can't, you can't ever tell lies. You'll be caught out. All right, excellent. So, so, so I think what's nice about what you're saying there is about PR and which is also a little bit sort of touching on, on the marketing is about humanizing the whole process and being authentically yourself. Yeah. And I think, um, People were very uncomfortable with being themselves online before, but now through social media and being on it, especially this year, um, we're, we're, we're more au fait with how to be ourselves online, with having conversations, with joining in with other people's conversations. So what I will say to a client, you know, if they're nervous about um, engaging or being seen to, to write something on LinkedIn, for example, um, I'll always advise that they respond to somebody else's post if they don't want to write their own post or article and get used to engaging like that. And, and all of a sudden you're you're uh, in a very comfortable position where you can communicate with your own target audience and highlight somehow your own specialties and expertise in the in the industry you're working in. Yes. Yeah, so, so what sounds key is that understanding a your your own team and who, where they shine the, the best, but also understanding your customer really well is vital to know what will work for you within PR 
or in any medium? Yeah, I think there's something called ABM marketing and it's identifying key roles in an organization and finding out who the people are in those roles and targeting them as your account. Like so so these people become the account, not the not the um not the brand, not the company. Right. So, yes. you, so you're dealing with the people. And um, so that, that is very effective for salespeople. So would that work, let's say, for a bakery? Would that work for a plumber? Um, there, I suppose I, I was thinking about much bigger organisations. I don't know if it's a national bakery, but um, yeah, who's who... I think with any any organization, John, who is making who's the decision maker? Yes. Who's got the purse strings? So you're targeting that person. Who's going to make the decision about buying the bread for that supermarket or buying IT for that uh, you know technology company? Um, you 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 find out you have get that information, and obviously that's very important. And then that's who you're going to target. Yes. So, uh, so even but obviously you have to build up a relationship with that person. You can't just say, <laughs> "Hi, uh, c- connect with me." And by the way, I sell bread in the southeast of England. I mean, you know, that would be disastrous. You have to obviously nurture that relationship and tell them what you do, maybe at a, a later stage. Excellent. And what about sort of the people who maybe run a factory or a software company, which sometimes you never really see people. Okay, so um, I actually have a software client, um, a global client, and so what we do is um, we uh, work. Uh, we have a very effective comm strategy, and we uh, so so people who are in the Far East, for example, um, who might want to a door open to them in the UK we will write about their stories and what they're doing. And again, their, their areas of expertise, stories about their people. We'll write about it in a blog or a, a PR note. So kind of a, a, you know, a shorter version of a press release or like a press release. And it will be pu- published on the social media channels of choice. Wherever the customer is, we need to be too. So if they're using Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, we've you've got to you've got to learn how to be on there too so i would say for like you mentioned bread um earlier you know that's uh, instagram to me would be an ideal platform for them because of the visual aspect of it um twitter less so but for conversations with real people twitter is absolutely excellent it's so powerful and for the more formal professional um relationship it's going to be linkedin although that's a lot less formal than in tone than it had been yes Um, but for the software company um definitely uh, have a news page on their website constantly update i don't know how big the the software company you have in mind is john but they should be they should be constantly um refreshing their their news page or their blog page um, with stories about what they're doing and include their people and their areas and and case studies. Case studies are a powerful way of um, having having your customer's endorsement of your work. 
Fabulous. Finola, you shared so much with us. So if there's anybody who's got any questions for you, would like to contact you to discuss maybe you helping them with their PR or, or online strategies, how would they do that? Um, well, I have a website, John, and I'm going to rush now and update it after you've asked <laughs> me that question. It's like um, I actually do have a friend who's a baker, and he said that they never have bread in their house. <laughs> so um, I, I advise people to refresh their information constantly. Um, my own website is sloanpure.com. I have a strong Irish accent, which you probably have noticed. It's wonderful. So, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I see Cassidy in your own name, so um, yeah. there must be some Irish. Uh, yes, my wife's Bernadette Cassidy, and when we were married, you put her both names together. So, oh, okay, good. You're a feminist. Good for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's um, yeah, slowimpure.com, and um, I have a, I have a, a contact page there. Ah, oh, fabulous! And we'll put that information on our website as well. Thank you, John. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you ever so much for sharing your story and your uh, insights into sort of PR and uh, getting the most out of social media. Oh, well, I hope I made sense. And I suppose the question that um, might be in the back of some people's mind is, um, do you still get a chance to go get to the golf course? Do you know, I had a conversation with somebody today and we have agreed to go out in January. Um, so I have not been this year um, because of COVID and because of work. But um, I am going to get back out there with Gusto in as, as soon as the weather is um, kinder. And But I, I'm hoping um, to play over Christmas, if at all possible. Uh, I think people will be pleased to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's just I think the fresh air, just the, the thoughts of being out in the countryside and in that beautiful fresh air is, you know, just a lovely thought. Ah, oh, definitely, definitely. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you then, Finola. Thank you very much, John. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Bye bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as. 900 and counting contracts letters and guidance to run your business all in one place any questions contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk